With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you getting paid? And his partner, for the top end of Stevenson. For Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rab Florence. And this is the show where Rab Florence and Grado, hello Grado, hi Rab, talk about wrestling and talk about how daft wrestling is and talk about how we are wrestling daft. And by the way, just to clarify for anybody who's new to the show that's just tuning in, doesn't know anything about wrestling, wrestling is kid on, isn't it, Grado? Hi. Are you allowed to say wrestling? I don't know, Fumar. Why'd you put me under pressure like that? What if my what if my trainers listen to this? <laughs> With my kid. senses listening to us, if the boys, li- oh, nah, I'm not, nah, nah, I'm not saying that, man. Why would you do that to me? It's the it's sports entertainment. Back in the 1960s, they used to call it sports entertainment. <laughs> no, they call it the graps. So that should oh. caught up with what wrestling is. And big news, obviously, is uh, Will Osprey has become the new Japan uh, champ. It's crazy, isn't it? I thought um, bigger news would be that you're vaccinated and you were off last week and I had to listen to John for fucking about three years. You went to shop. Well, I wasn't well after my vaccine mm-hmm. uh, and I felt like I had the flu and I was really laid on my ass, as they would say. In the wrestling, they would say I was I was put on my ass for three days straight uh, with a vaccine. The mm. AstraZeneca vaccine, which they now say there is a, a causal link between that and blood clots. Is there? Yeah, but, well, this is what they seem to be suggesting, a very slim chance. Uh, so I was very brave as well. I was very brave, and I'm back. And if you want to get me something off my Amazon wish list, that would be great. <laughs> so you what, what, what um, version of the, the, the vaccine did you get? Um, it was... Version version three. It's funny, Matt. What do you mean? But what, what, what is it? AstraZeneca? What is it? It was broken AstraZeneca. They're calling oh. it. They're calling it the broken era AstraZeneca. It's Oxford AstraZeneca coronavirus vaccine wave one. Uh, right. So I've still got to get the second jag. I've got to get the booster. Right. It's like, because my mate, the other day was, was talking about my beer machine. And I was going, I've got amps though, but I'm, I don't really like it. And he was going, you need to get that Pfizer. 
you need to get that Pfizer beer, apparently that's shit hot. And I'm going, oh, aye, yeah, I've heard that, it's good, I've heard that before. And then I'm fucking long for the internet. He meant fucking, zip, is it Zipful? Zipful, the, the beer's called. Aye, 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 I'm fucking aye. typing in uh, f- Pfizer. Uh, Pfizer beer. <laughs> I think this guy's wanting to drink his vaccines. He's really got a problem. This boy. I feel weird only having one half of the vaccine, though, you know what I mean? It feels like when back when I was a wee guy, when I got a Hawk LOD figure off someday, and it's just no... it's kind of OCD. Cool you know, it was cool to have a Legion of Doom, but I was kind of like, it's no the LOD yet without animal, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'll be getting my animal injected into my arm, hopefully, in, within the next 12 weeks. Uh, so that'll be good so hopefully that will save me from dying from COVID it won't protect me from many of the other diseases that I could die though things like stroke heart attack epilepsy um, epilepsy uh, you know there's a a multitude of ways I could die massive kind of coronary events cerebral hemorrhages Uh, I mean the list goes on Grado have you looked into how many things you could die Uh, aye it's a lot right have you ever taken Roaccutain is that the telly channel? <laughs> is Rakuten not telly channel? Rakuten no, TV? it's the shit to get your to get rid of your acne. No, you never had acne when you were a teenager, John. Did you have acne when you were a teenager? No, no. No, it's I called Rakuten, man. And I remember the doctor just going, "This could cause heart attack, brain swelling." It can't get any more diseases, but it was a big long list of it, and it was really, really quite daunting. But I swear to God, see, see after a couple months, I took it. I've never looked back, man. My skin's great. You have good, good skin. I have got great skin, and I never used to, but it was because of Shrawakatine. I remember that doctor sitting there going, brain swelling, anxiety, depression, chills, fever. And I was sitting there going, oh, don't know about this. But then I was really, really bad. Part, a big part do you, of do you remember lower... a wee period where a lot of wrestlers were taking uh, tannin pills? Aye. Aye, aye, aye. I injected it before that, that, that melatonin. Aye. That was really quite bad. The, the, a lot of the boys were doing it, and a lot of the boys, get, I think, get really sick because of it. Really, really sick, or at least played a part in other illnesses coming on. I, 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 it was there's something dodgy about that. But at the time, it was like I was you're young, stupid. You know, you're only you, you know it's the money that you could. You're basically saving money by no going to the sunbeds every day. You would only maybe need to go one a week and then take mm-hmm. the the melatonin, and you're saving money on. On going to the sunbeds, but ah, that that was dodgy, uh, you would have a nice, stuff. You'd have a nice brown cork. Oh, mate! Again, I looked tremendous, tremendous. John have, John, have you ever taken tanning pills? I've never, I've never been on a sunbed or fake tan in my entire life. No. Have you what? ever injected a steroid right up your asshole? I've not I've done that either. Funnily enough, no. Have no. you ever bleached your asshole? I've not bleached my asshole. No. No. You ever get your tongue pierced? No, no. Have you ever pierced anything with your tongue? No. Like like an asshole. You, you ever had a shag? A shag? <laughs> anyway, welcome to Wrestling Daft, everybody. Let's have a let's have a look. That's a very strange start to the show this week. This is what I like about it. I mean, we still talking about wrestling. I can't be fucked. It's about the fucking. It's WrestleMania week, Grado. Oh no, no, you're right. You're right. I, I, WrestleMania. Living in the Hall of Fame. This is what I like. Sean says, Sean says, how's it going, lads? Just finished this week's show. And Grado, speaking about teaming with Santino up in Aberdeen, brought back painful memories. He says, this is what Sean says. I was at the show. 
but I had to go home after for work in the morning. Anyway, I woke up to find out that my dad and his pals went for a pint with, with Grado and Chavo. Also found out Grado signed my dad's Don's top. I can't remember that. So not only did I miss the pint, I also miss Grado's reaction to being asked today. So keep up the great work. Thanks for making my night shift me bearable. Says John. <laughs> brilliant. Fucking night that. shift. Anybody that says they work in night shift, they're actually an armed robber, aren't they? I always, that's what I always think. An armed robber or a killer. John actually sent a picture of said Aberdeen top signed by Grado. Would you like to see it? I like the old banter with Aberdeen fans when I got there, by the way. No, you don't want to see it. <laughs> I've seen Grado's signature before. Right. But there it is. There it is. There. there it is, yeah. There it is. That's okay, beautiful. And whose chin's that? Who's that, like, faces that? That's the dad, I think. Graham Fraser just listened to Friday's episode and Grado was talking about Belladrum Festival. Oh, something's got up to something's there, let me tell you. It was Davy Blaze that ended up dancing on stage with Sister Sledge. He took the mic and shouted, I'm Davy Blaze and I'm a fucking wrestler. <laughs> the band all cheered and kept playing. It must have been in front of about 20,000 people. <laughs> Mate, that was brilliant. It ended up on BBC. Did you ever see that clip? Oh, no. the somebody irrepressible, needs to next week. The irrepressible Davy Blaze. <laughs> you don't know about Sister Sledge. You never even heard about this, John. Are they like, did we are family and all that sort of stuff? Aye, he was up the stage with his car I mean, <laughs> 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 oh, Davy Blaze, by the way, uh, we were talking about wrestling confusion last week. Well, we were now John and Grado were, and the fact that Davy thought that John Cena must be knackered after having to stay up until 4 a.m. every pay per view, no realizing the time difference. You guys have been in touch for years. Uh, Absham Rahim says APA returning 03, Bradshaw suddenly had short blonde hair and a goatee. As a kid, I was left wondering where the real Bradshaw was and who this imposter was. JBL became universally hated in 04, but I was ahead of the game, he says, as I hated him in 03 for being a fake Bradshaw. I didn't remember he came out like some mad fucking... Remember, remember he came out with it, he went back to the kind of... What was his name back in the 90s? Justin Blackshaw or something like that, what was that again? Um, anyway, remember, he, remember, he, remember the hardcore belt changed for a couple of minutes as well? Remember that? It was like a cowbell on it. Aye, 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 aye. Remember yeah. that? You remember he came out as like a cowboy for about half an hour? Remember that? Because that was his gimmick when he first came into WWF when it was a kind of cowboy gimmick, right? Aye. Aye, what? <laughs> Craig says, whenever I used to watch on Sky One, they always cut away for a chair shot to a fan in a cane mask taking a photo. I always found it strange that he was at every show in the same mask and they caught him every time with a camera. Uh, and hmm. Willie, Willie has a wrestling confusion. He says when he was away, the only way he could watch wrestling was pay-per-view on VHS. So I always confused the fuck out him when a wrestler would show up with a new gimmick or suddenly be a heel or a face. For example, Luger changing from the narcissist to the all-American. I like the, the narcissist gimmick, by the way, Lex Ligers. I like that. Aye. Mm -hmm. With the mirrors, Nora, run them and stuff. I like that stuff, man. He had some muscles on him, let me tell you. Do, do, do you know who... He had a very ugly face, though, didn't he? He had a good body, but he had an ugly face, look at him. He had a, he had, he kind of looked like a kind of, you know how some people are unlikable just the way their facial features are a bit like, mm. see like Kevin Bacon. You find <laughs> yeah, Kevin Bacon unlikable? I Do you get what I mean? He's got like Aye. a, he's got that kind of snot-nosed, you're an asshole look about yeah, him. He's Do got a baddie that? face, isn't he, look at He could never be a baby face because he's got a baddie's face, right? Oh, he's got a face of a baddie. Mm. He looks like Aye. a soul now, though, eh? I think, and, and, and other people that might have it as well, is Eli Drake's got a bit of a face like that, uh, who plays LA Knight on NXT. He's got that kind of, I want to fucking punch him. 
Can I face? Uh, I just want I just want to say again, we were listening to X Factor's music um, a couple of episodes ago, and Igredo was saying it's good now, and I've actually listened to it a few more times since <laughs> then, and it's absolutely fucking rotten. <laughs> rotten. I really hate it. I'm I'm obsessed with it. Mate, I, 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 I'm telling you, I bought the Mission Impossible Free album when I was say about thirteen. And it cost me about £15 and it was to listen because the X Factor song was on the soundtrack, man. Uncle Cracker. But it wasn't, obviously Jim, Jim Johnson fannied about with it, you know. It was uh, just kind of Uncle Cracker. But I loved it. I thought it was bright. And I love the colours. I love the X Factor colours. I love the purple. Uh, WWSF SPFL for years thinking that RVD was related to Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> no, that's an interesting one. That's, because... a, that's a shout. Well, that is a good shout because I had completely forgotten that there was a kind of almost like something going about that there was some kind of connection between RVD and Jean Claude Van Damme because they, they look like each other. They look, they look that's like why each he got other. the name of it. Presumably, that's why he got the name because they look oh, yeah. like Ah, it's definitely that. It's like I never tell you about the one the, the boy in my school, classic school. Well, well, then a wee wrestling quiz in primary seven, primary eight. I don't, if I don't get primary, eight. and he was like, eh, fucking, what was it? He says. He goes, right then, who's the fastest runner in the WWE? And I was like, don't know. He was like, cut angle, obviously. He won the Olympics. And then my mate, my mate Gary Hutton, man, fucking hell. Gary Hutton's one of these boys that you would, he's 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 really, really intelligent, but he's daft. Mm -hmm. Do you know that way? Like you would go, right then, which Coronation Street on? He would go, BBC One. Ken, uh, you, 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 just need, you just know it, right? What's the first pay-per-view of the year? Every year, what's the first pay-per-view? Uh, no mercy. No, it's the Royal Rumble. Come on, for fuck's sake. You've been watching <laughs> wrestling for years now. And one of them was, um, I went, right then, who's the light heavyweight champion? And he says, uh, Rikishi. And I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, well, because light heavyweight? <laughs> Dafty man, it still winds me up. He's one of the ones that you know that way. He, he's the best, right? He's one of my best mates, right? So he'll not mind, but he's like one of the ones that you, if you would ask him, the new like, what age is your mom? He'd probably still turn around and say, It's about 36. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, No, oh! <laughs> Billy got in touch and says, I thought Stevie Richards was Booker T's brother. <laughs> Jeez, to be fair, I'd never seen Stevie Ray at that point and must have misheard Ray and Richards. Easy mistake. Jamie was another one who thought RVD was related to Jean-Claude Van Damme. Also, last week, Grado was looking for films that you should watch. Here's some suggestions. No. That Paul, was when, this was, I can't believe you published that, John, because we, it, we really thought when we got after a shaky start last week with we you, uh, Rob, and we were talking about, he was, John was talking about how, because I've never saw Rocky. And then uh, John basically says, uh, right, well, let's try and get films for Grado to watch, and I'm going, all right. That's unthinkable you've never seen Rocky, it's fucking bananas. I know. <clears throat> um, Paul says, please tell me you've seen Ghostbusters 1 and 2, have you? I've saw the cartoon. <laughs> you don't need to see Ghostbusters 2, I don't think. Ghostbusters is worth a watch. Back to the Future, have you seen Back to the Future? No. Uh, Ian says, the Green Mile is my favourite of all time. Saw that. Did you like your green mile? Aye, sad. Uh, Adam Sandler's Big Daddy. Huh. Saw that. That's when they go to McDonald's and it's shut, isn't it? Aye. Alex says, uh, he says film for Grado Nazis at the centre of the earth, but that's no... Is that the name of a film? Aye. 
Was it? No, Absolutely mental plotting as a giant robot Hitler in it. So bad it's hilarious. Cradle wouldn't like that. You wouldn't no, see, I'm no into see stuff that's no real, if you know what I mean. I'm no into let's say I'm no into let I'm no into let uh, District Nine or whatever. Do you know, I'm not into all that like robots and Gredo's like that here, but I just wanted to remind everybody that Gredo just said I'm no into things that are not real. Gredo, the professional wrestler, just said he's no into things. Wrestling's kid on. Scott says, it's not a film, but a good documentary for Grado to watch is King of Kong. You must have seen King of Kong, right? King of Kong? Have you never seen King of Kong? Wait, is it the, is that a game? Computer a do- game thing? It's a Donkey Kong one. Hold on. I think Grado, I've seen it. Fuck, it was it. at Netflix right at the start, wasn't it? Oh, I've saw that. I've saw it. 100%. I swear to God, I've seen that. The guy with the beard and all that. What's it on the Edmonds? Saw that. Saw that, I have saw that. That was tremendous. Beautiful. Yes. Uh, before we get any Grado singing a wrestling theme this week, Bronze Cello has sent a must-see video <laughs> of Hulk Hogan singing Gary Glitter. Have you seen this before? You love us. Oh, he's the leader of the gang. I've he did, never, he's the leader of the gang. I'd never I want to see it. Can I see it? That's fucking that kill, is... it, kill it, kill <laughs> it. Listen, it's a it's a belter song. It's, it's like is, the sad thing you have to say is sad. also when they use the Gary Glitter song in that Joker film as well. Like the, it's like these are you know Gary Glitter stuff was fucking good. You can't. It, it's it's like Rob. Obviously, you know what, what a horrible, horrible human being. Horrible, horrible human being. Mm-hmm. But you can't deny, man, he was an entertainer like, back in the day. That's what I'm saying. That's why I, I, I sometimes find the parallels. This might sound ridiculous, but see, when I go back to thinking why I go into wrestling when I was a wee, bu- wee boy, it's like how I was, like, a um, thing we take to Gary Glitter. Do you know what I mean? I, I, dress, I dressed up as him. What are you laughing at, mate? I'm trying to be serious here. Do you get what I mean? But do you get what I'm, do you get the, the kind of coalition I'm trying to make here? Do you get what I mean? Aye. You know, the, 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 the lights, the camera, the action, the big silver boots, the trench coat, the, the wig, the makeup. Like you had that Adrian Street kind of fucking vibe, you know what I mean? He had that, like, you know what I mean? And so it's I think it's all that. It's that era. People need to remember as well that British wrestling came out of the same era as, as kind of glam rock. British mm. wrestling being big on telly, it was glam rock was big as well, you know what I mean? You know, this is back in the good old days, man. I'm back in the good old days. Uh, <laughs> Mayor's singing this time for Vince as Blair sends us this clip of Vince singing Stand Back. Oh, I love Stand Back. Is this a song that Simon Kill produced? No. The funny thing is, he's actually all right. No bad channel, is he? Uh, beautiful. All of them coked out their heads. You can't, <laughs> be, 
You can't beat it. Uh, now it's time for Gradle to sing. Oh, this no. week, Jason Lance, HBK's theme. No. Uh, we can provide the background singing, John uh, Monin. No. Oh, 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 Gradle. Gradle. No, right here. This is the crack, right? Oh, what's no. the crack? No. Oh. Listen, I'm I'm coming on here every week singing these oh, wrestling songs. Why are you not singing? Because I feel as if I'm strobbing myself off every week coming on singing wrestling songs. What if fucking what if Abyss hears this? Well, let me tell you something. It would be it would be embarrassing to be fair if Sean Michaels went. I'm going to I'm going to listen to one episode of this wrestling daft uh, podcast since I did an interview for the other for the sister show. Um, since they set up a wee interview uh, with me, I'll I'll listen to this other one. These strobs are on. And see what it sounds like, and then goes on, and then heals Gredo mm. going, I'm a sexy boy. Aye. I mean, that's fucking not a good look, is it? I mean, I know it's WrestleMania, but I just don't see the. What do you think? Uh, what about why don't you just sing Roland again for the Undertaker? I've not sang that for. Have you never sang it? Gives I'd, like, I'd rather sing Roland, to be honest with you, because Gives I. Gives me No, but no, we have been loving this shit right here. L I M P. Biscuit is right here. People in the house of the man's in the year. See that you don't care, that we don't care. One, two, three, time two to the six. Chosen for your big swiddle and biscuit base. So where the fuck you at, bun? Shut the fuck up and back the fuck up, but we fucked this track up. I mean, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. And uh, definitely, you won't. If Undertaker listens to this, you won't have anything to be embarrassed about after after doing that. If any of you want to get in touch with us about any of that stuff, or just random wrestling related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or please email us. <laughs> now, every week we like to separate the good from the bad. The WrestleMania 17s from the WrestleMania 9s. John doesn't like WrestleMania night. Uh, anyway, and you want to bury anything you want to put over? Uh, well, uh, I mean, I suppose I'm quite looking for it to uh, Jericho on Stone Cold. Oh, yes. But an eye opener, but at the same time, you're thinking, is it really that much an eye opener? Apparently, Steve Austin just sent a text to Vince going, Can Jericho put on this? And he's like, Batter in. Well, <laughs> this is the thing. Of... This is the thing. I think there's an idea out there. It's like, Oh, Vince would be raging about, <laughs> about AEW Day and this. No, no, Vince doesn't care about AEW. No. Vince is a blip. That's a blip to him. He doesn't care. Uh, that'll be great. It'll be, it'll be a great podcaster because we know, having spoken to him, episode one of Wrestling Daft, check that out. Uh, Jericho is a, a brilliant interview. And he's like, oh, He's great. Uh, he's a great a talker, a great guy, great funny guy, and it'll be great to hear the two go at it because they guy were there. They were at the coal face when everything was everything was at its best. Uh, and and again, like I've always said, there's there's no wrestler out there I know that have kept themselves relevant as much as Jericho has. No doubt. And and I think Edge is a prime example here because Edge has came back for injury and has came back a guy for that era who has came back into the modern era. And I think he's kind of struggling a wee bit to find what is his place now. You know what I mean? I like Edge, but he's like, where is my place? Jericho's good at fucking working out where his place is in any new environment he's in, you know what I mean? You're bang on, Rob. Thanks, Gredo. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Logan Paul appearing on... No, I don't like Logan Paul. Um, and he appeared on, on the wrestling with Sami Zayn. And I told my daughter about it, I told Hope about it, and I was like, Logan Paul is pals with Sami Zayn now, and she hates Logan Paul as well. And she was like, what? And she says, show me. And then she looked at it and she saw like Sami Zayn dancing about with Logan Paul and all that. And she was like, I hope Kevin Owens kills the two of them. <laughs> and that's, and that, there we go. You know what I mean? The worst it could be Logan Storm. <laughs> exactly. But there we go. Great booking. Great booking. 
Uh, I, I like that. And I just kind of feel, I just want to put over it being WrestleMania because even even though you, I, I was kind of a couple of weeks ago, I was going, oh, I wasn't I'm not that excited about the card. You get to a few days before it and you're like, you're in the WrestleMania mood, didn't you? Aye. I'm, did, mate, I'm watched 10 minutes of the Hall of Fame. I'm into it oh, all. I can't wait. What's going to happen? But as I say to Shah on the phone, I goes, there's Undertaker's no wrestling titles, no. Hey, Triple H, there's no, you know, there's no kind of freaking... It's bad bunny I mean? though. It's got a bit of a bad bunny. Hey, and an RVD in the Hall of Fame as good well. For him. Right, that was good fun. It was like a bit oh, weird that Hall of dude, Fame. Dude, are you kidding me on? Did you see that? He didn't see that. There was a request that. last week for you to do that, Rap. Thank you. But here, hold on a minute. Are you just, hold on. What? Are you being serious? Because he fucking did say that in his speech. I'm just realizing it. As did he? I swear to God, he never said that you kidding me on, but he went, are you kidding me? I Beautiful. Sw- Beautiful. He's staying on brand. Right, let's see what the punters are saying. No, right now, it takes two seconds. You keep right, okay. Let's see what the punters are saying. Um, Stephen wants to put our Jericho appearing on the Stone Cold Sessions this weekend. It should be a belt up, and he's hopeful it will lead to WWE and AEW having a mere positive relationship. It won't. Uh, and he wants to bury nothing. It's WrestleMania week, positivity only. Good on you, Stephen. John wants to put over the ending to SmackDown, the triple threat match for the Universal title. has been built up well since the Rumble, and he wants to bury the booking of Riddle as US champ. I want to put over all the birds that fly out of uh, Matt Riddle's feet when he flips his flip-flops off. It's very hard to say. Sean Innes95 wants to put over the fact that the Hall of Fame ceremony was only an hour and a half long. I see the half a day. Amen. Well said, Sean. And he wants to bury Ron General as it's utter shite. Sean Conlon wants to bury Bad Bunny and Damien Priest a couple of tatchers. <laughs> It's an interesting thing they've done with Damien Priest because they're making him look a wee bit like a dick, aren't they? Cutting about with Bad Bunny like that. Um, and Sean wants to put all Jericho and the rest of the inner circle hiding in the toilet for the pinnacle. Imagine they didn't look in the toilets. And uh, Nicey Wrestlers wants to bury the go-home for uh, Raw for Mania. He came out of that show less hyped. Couldn't get a fuck about any of the Raw brand matches this weekend. He'll wait after tonight's shows. Uh, wait till after tonight's shows to put something over. Alexander wants to bury the Thunderdome. He's fed up watching wee guys marking out in their bedrooms. Agreed. Just follow AEW's example and bring in some fans. John, you were in the Thunderdome, right? I was in the Thunderdome, aye. Were you <laughs> marking out in your bedroom when you were in the Thunderdome? No, I watched, watched it with the wee, the, watched it with the wee man. I actually put him into the Thunderdome, but oh. we got kicked out. We got kicked That's out. That's exciting. Would you get no jumping about enough or whatever? I don't know. We we had to leave at one point to go and uh, he had to go to the toilet and then we got... You left an empty screen. You can't do that. Oh, mate. It's the rules of the Thunderbowl, mate. You cannot do it. That's the rules of the Thunderbowl. By the way, this might not be as funny, but this is weird. It was with your support. Are you kidding me? (laughs) 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 Beautiful. And Alexander wants to put over this WrestleMania week, and there is a fuck ton of wrestling to watch because there is there's the NXT Takeover stuff this weekend. Yeah, yeah I mean some, some cracking matches on that card, but I'll tell you. <laughs> and uh, NXT UK as well. That'll be good. Aye, that's a lot of pi- what a pile of shit that is. NXT UK preload for Rampage Brown's fate and facing Walter, and he's fucking Walter's obviously on getting put on Concord the next game day to fight fucking T- Tommaso Champa. Go in America, on. when there's fucking COVID going on. Go I know on. we're breaking kayfabe here, but fuck's sake. It's funny you say that, but then Jordan Devlin was on an interview and he was saying that basically he only got told at the start of the week he was going to be on the show. 
and it was you need to get yourself to Florida the next day. So I don't know whether there's some sort of rule there. I definitely know that NXT UK must have been taped. It must have been taped because done. Did you see how skinny Adam Cole's uh, arms were when he was doing that contract signing? <laughs> no. He's under he's too he's skinny to be a wrestler. I feel like I could fight Adam Cole in one. Right. And Jamie wants to put out the great Cali massive chop. <laughs> the great Cali's a hell of a character, isn't he? <laughs> it's the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to do a run-in. This week, it's an invited run-in on the road to WrestleMania as we welcome the man behind Inside the Ropes. It's Mr. Kenny McIntosh. Oh, this is a dream scenario. Last week, I'm on Wrestling Observer Live, but fuck that, Pish. Wrestling daft. Is, said, yeah. You said that Grado turning heel... <laughs> Was the biggest mistake you'd ever made? You know, I, I, I'm not just saying this right. I was going to bring this up first. No, you only. Remem- no, I swear because I remember listening to Wrestling Daft, one of the only one of the I only s- few podcasts I still listen to, right? Because I don't listen to many, and it was one of the first ones. And you said when you turned to you, you remembered me tweeting out that thing. So I'm just going to tell you what I think. I probably shouldn't say this on air. No, I do it. Fuck it. Do it. Do it. Do it. So, it's nothing to do with you. I remember when when you turned heel, and I thought that's not been done to further Gradle. That's not been done to make you bigger. That's been done to fuck with you. That's what it looked like to me from the outside. And I think mm. that I could be wrong, but it feels like there was people inside, not Martin Dallas before Andy thinks I'm having a go at Dallas, but I think there was people who were not, they didn't have your best interest at heart. And I feel like at the end of it, they didn't really care about what happened to your character. And you know, your character, as you guys have talked about in the podcast, was so big for Scottish wrestling, so big for right. British wrestling and what it did. It deserved more care. If you're going to turn Gradle heel, what's the long-term plan? What's the what's the the big goal at the end going to be when he turns babyface again? It didn't feel like that was there. You did work that, and I'm not just saying it, but it was Austin 2001 heel turn level of stuff. I did everything you could, mm-hmm. but when you're then branded Mister TNA, mm-hmm. like what are you supposed to do with that? So Aye. that was why I didn't have confidence that that was being done for the right reasons. No, and and, and deep down, I 100% was on the same... I, I was totally on the same path. I, is that what you say, the same path? Same, same, same line of thinking. I was never I, I was never comfortable with... I mean, we were still talking about it half an hour before I went out. It was one of the day ones where I was like, I'm not, I don't want to do this. I do not want to do this. This isn't the right time. And then even throughout the match, but I think even Barry Wolfgang was going, man, this is... He's like, listen to this, just just look at listen to the reaction you're getting. This is the wrong time. We should have been doing it. So I um Whose idea was it? Oh, it was Dallas's, I think. It was Dallas's. It was Dallas's. But you know what? I, I get it. I, I get it, but and I don't I, I don't think they've done that. If Dallas has had so many amazing ideas, I love it. And I still don't even I don't grudge him for trying to turn me who I don't. I get it. I totally get it. But he you're right, he maybe never had like the whole he had maybe just ICW and what it would be cool for ICW and it was for what it was for the couple of months that I'd done it. However, I don't think he I I don't think he fully appreciated the, the fullness of it rather than it just happening on his show. But it's his company and I get it. But I, I, 
he sold it to me, man. And then they still done it. I probably could have no done it, but I still done it because he sold me. Is this this will be the biggest thing and blah blah blah? And folk are going to talk about it. And I'm a mark. I fucking g'd up. I get g'd up for it. I was like, but at the same time, I was telling myself this is bad, man. What about next week when you're you're wrestling in Great Town Hall? You're never going. I'm never going to tweet it and bad like a bad guy. I don't want to do that. Non wrestling fans going, who's this dickhead? You hear about you, you hear about Austin when he turned heel in 2001. He wanted to do it. They didn't want to do it, but they were like, we owe, right. it to, owe it to Steve and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think as a fan watching ICW, you know, obviously it was Renfrew's the babyface, you're the heel, but it just felt like you're pushing this Mr. TNA thing, Mr. TNA thing. When that's done, I don't know if you're going to be able to. It's not going to be as easy to get it back to where mm-hmm. it was. And like you say, I don't think that I don't think people were sick of you by any stretch of the imagination. So. Um, yeah, I, but that was just what I thought at the time. But, but and, and see how when I was talking about it on the podcast, I wasn't burying you, was I? Oh, no, 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 because <laughs> I felt terrible because that unfollows you and everything because of that. How pathetic is that? No, Kenny, I, you I, must I, be Kenny, you must be one of the few people we haven't buried on this podcast. <laughs> no, I totally get it. Like, because the thing is, I one of the podcasts we did, I said the ropes we look at, like, we watched Raw and SmackDown 20 years ago, me and Sandra uh, from America, and we just watched WrestleMania 17. And see, when you watch it, I feel like Austin in the January was maybe like, oh, I think it's a bit stale. I need to change my ways. But then when he got to Texas and got to Houston and it's this massive crowd, I think deep down he knew, mm, I don't know if I should be doing this, but he went Aye. with it anyway. So the thing is, it's, you're very brave for doing it. I'll give you that because it, it was a brave move to to try it. And the thing is... No kick to boss ends. <laughs> well, listen... Here's the truth of the matter. Nobody remembers. Uh, I don't think it's that well. We Nobody remembers it. See when you see when everything comes back. See when yeah. wrestling comes back. The big, the big baby face moment is Grado coming back. You well, know that that's what it is. So, but this well, is why I think genuinely you've made the right call, Grado. No day in any of these tapings, mm-hmm. these closed door tapings or anything like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think you've made the right call to just sit out. But anyway, I don't want to keep going on about me, right? Because so here's another thing about Grado, <laughs> right? I don't like talking about myself. So Kenny, tell us, tell, tell the listeners. I was going to say the viewers there, but tell the listeners. It's a podcast. Tell the listeners. Uh, you've got a lot going on. Yeah, got a lot going on. Used to do uh, events. Used to do Q and A's um, for years and podcasts and all that kind of stuff. And then COVID happens, and half the income's gone. So what do you do? What's the What's the plan? And um, luckily, uh, a friend of mine, Dan Richardson, he was free and he had sort of talked about, what do you think about starting a magazine? And but and initially I was like, that's a ridiculous idea, especially during a pandemic. But the idea was to steer into the retro audience, to steer into people who don't have time to watch Raw and Smackdown every week. They might just want to get a magazine. They've got kids. They don't have time. They just want to maybe read a magazine once a month and cover it like the way you used to get wrestling covered in magazines. So we started it. It's gone really well. We started a website, itrwrestling.com, where we've specifically not been clickbait. So you're not going to find former WWE champion backstage, and it's R-Truth. No offense to R-Truth. <laughs> I'm happy that he's backstage. You know, more the better. But like, uh, we've, So we've been doing that, and everything's kind of been going well. Um, hoping to be able to do events at the end of the year. But it sounds really wanky, but very blessed that stuff kind of went my way during the pandemic, and I was able to keep going do you know what I mean because a lot of people uh, haven't been that lucky and I, 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 I'm very aware of that well, true, the what? true grafters survive though the true grafters survive when, you, when you're pushed into a corner you need, to, you, need, you need to go for it I know Heyman said before you know you can't you'll never succeed if you're afraid of failure so you need, mm-hmm. you need to try if you believe in an idea but Kenny do you know what it's like 
like you, man. I remember. Do you remember you were you were the first person I've ever done any sort of podcast with? It was at that university. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. So that's quite well. mm-hmm. And I think like the amount of stuff that you have done, man. The amount of guys that you've been able to work with, it's incredible. The list of the folk. I mean, who was the coolest? Who's the best? Who's what's the which what's if one moment like a wee single wee moment where you've went, wow, man, I can't believe that's happened because you've been on the road with what Goldberg. Sean Michaels, Heyman, Sean Michaels, Taker. Yeah. Um. The we the, the the weirdest one was uh, we did a show WrestleMania weekend in 2018 with Heyman, and um and we did the show and he said I'm gonna make sure this show has more buzz to it than anything else going on this weekend. I was like, okay, okay, Paul, mm-hmm. that's fine. And then we get to the venue and I'm doing all the kind of logistics stuff and we do the meet and greet and all that kind of stuff. And then out of the blue, this door opens and Jr. comes through, and I was like. Hi, how you doing, Jim? And he was like, he was there to do the entrance. So I was going to go, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Heyman, then out walks JR. So that's the first one that I didn't know about. And then I'm on stage interviewing Heyman um, about different stuff. And all of a sudden, Heyman just goes, Kenny, hold on. Rob Van Dam. And out comes RVD. And I'm like, all right. And I was like, well, wow. what is this? What am I doing? But but I remember I, a guy from Sports Illustrated was there and he said something that was really nice that I can remember. He said, he was really impressed with the fact that when RVD came out, I knew it was time to step away for that. It, I wasn't involved in that moment. It's not about me. It's not about me getting my wee five minutes on stage. It's about Heyman's brought out RVD. That's what people want to see. Aye. And I think that's kind of something that people sometimes they want to be in the moment for everything. But Gredo, what would you have done in that uh, moment when <laughs> RVD came out? When RVD came out, would you have got out of the way? Well, if I was in, the, if I was on the stage and RVD was, if you were in Kenny's position and uh, Heyman went, here's RVD and RVD came out and Kenny had the wherewithal to go, I'm getting out of the picture here and let this moment happen. What would you have done in that situation? Stayed up, man. Started fucking dancing behind him and all that. RVD, like <laughs> RVD, the wee book, no, that. Well, well, like the Rangers, Rangers for kicked you. You're like the Rangers RVD. No, <laughs> you'd be saying, you? Oh, aye, man, I'd have fucking, I would have cashed out in that big time if I was on Do the know, stage. I'd never seen that thing where RVD super kicked you at five star. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was so good. And then immediately I was like, I need to listen to Wrestling Daft this Friday to hear you talking about it. Because I knew you would. I knew you'd be talking about it. I know. I know. Kenny, when, when, Kenny, when did you cross the, the line between like, you know, you're a fan, right? You're a fan mm-hmm. and then you're dealing with these guys. Did you, you know, do you always get that sense of like, God, these are guys that I'm a fan of? Or did you quite early cross that line into being like, this is just a guy doing a bit of business? And um, do you remember there was a turning point where you started I, to kind of go, you know, this is just a guy? <laughs> do you know um, what I mean? It, it ne- well, that's never really happened for me. Like, I, it's kind of, I mean, you and I have some similarities because when you were doing Kelvin, you were already famous. So, like, it's not like that we're different in that respect, but you got into wrestling because you loved wrestling. You wanted to do this event with Greg or whatever. Mm. And my whole thing was always like, these events would be really cool. Why does nobody do them? So I want to do them. But on most of the events, things happen where I have to stop myself from visibly sort of marking out about it because aye, aye, aye. that's not, I, I can't do it. But I remember we, because we, we did a couple of shows in 2012, 2013, 2014, and we did DDP was the first one, right? And we charged a tenner to come and see the show and 15 pounds if you wanted to meet him as well. I think I was at that. Yeah, but it was a stupid price. It was, it was it, uh, stu- no, what'd you call it? The grand classic grand was classic it? Grand, classic yeah. grand. Ah, that was brilliant. But the whole idea was ICW charge a tenner for three hours of entertainment. How can we charge loads more for an hour and a half? Stupidest business decision I'd ever made because we could have charged more. But we did it and we did a couple and they didn't really work out. So then I went and moved to Canada for a year in 2014. 
and then I wanted to come back and do a tour, so we did a tour with Sting. And see when you see him in real real life, Steve Borden, he's just the nicest guy, loves Jesus, very quiet, whatever. So we're in this venue in London, and I'm like, this is your dressing room. Uh, we'll, I'll see you for the meet and greet in 20 minutes. And I go back to chap on the door, and he opens the door, fully dressed as Sting, and I wow. shat myself because it was so different from five minutes before. But you have to, in that moment, somehow, in your, in your mind, go, fucking Sting! Uh, but, like, man. outwardly go... See you in five minutes, Steve. But, but, but do you know what I find funny with, with stuff like this? I always, what I find funny, if, say if you're on a real yank, right, and you stop into a, a petrol station or a service station and just see him someday, you know, like fucking try to see Kurt Angle try to work the, 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 the cab machine, the self-service checkout at Tesco, and you stand back and you go, look at that, man. Kurt Angle and Tesco's man struggling. Look at this. Try. Did you? Ever yeah, I, remember, I remember when uh, we did the tour with Shawn Michaels in January 2018, and luckily for me, Drew completely unprovoked put a good word in for me. He said, "Your Kenny's a good guy." So when we got there, Shawn was just really nice. So we get there on the day before the show in Belfast, I think it was, and he's going to go and chill at his hotel. And then he texts me. Well, no, first of all, I was like, "Shawn, I'll give you my number if you want, if you need me." And he was like. Are you trying to ask my number, Kenny? I was like, <laughs> yeah. But so I gave him it, and then about two hours later, he said, um, "Kenny, I've I've actually forgotten my my hot water bottle. Would you be able to get me one?" <laughs> so you have to go. We have to go to this retail park and get a hot water bottle from Michael. So I was like, "I'm going to go and deliver this because I want him to know that I fucking got this hot." So I go all the way to his, his room, right, and chat the door, and he opens the door, and he's just in a pair of shorts, and he has abs. And he's 54. <laughs> he's still had the long hair. And I've never felt less of a man walking away from that hotel room just going, he's come off a 10-hour flight, gubbed, and he looks like he's ready to go out to WrestleMania. And I'm just looking like a bag of shite, pasty. But He's the one going to bed with a hot water bottle, though. Know, who's winning there? <laughs> a fucking old grander. <laughs> so I would have said that. I'd have been like, what the fuck are you, an old granny or something? <laughs> Do you know what happened? <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what blows my mind? I know, Kenny. It's uh-huh. like when, uh, inside the ropes with around somebody, and you're like, "What? You're joking?" You know, it was Sting then Taker and all that. I want to ask, mm-hmm. who have you tried for that you've no go? Please say you've went for the Rock. <laughs> um, we went for Austin. Can't get him. Uh, Rock, Too dear. He just doesn't want to do it. Uh, he doesn't want to, like. He, he's only done one appearance in the US in the last. Like his daughters live in the UK. And he doesn't come and see them, they go and see him. That's right. So, I forgot about that. Remember that the Stone Cold Truth DVD? That so, was like filming in the council house in Newcastle. I, I, feel, as if I've get, I feel as if I've got a, a memory somewhere in my head. Maybe it's listening to one of Stone Cold's podcasts or something that he, he doesn't like flying. I kind of yeah, feel like... I, yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he likes traveling. I mean, my favorite is when you get into something goes, You ever tried getting Stone Cold? <laughs> no, I've never thought of that. I should just get, I should just now give that some thought. Um, but there's, I mean, what was, I mean, there's, I mean, I've tried to get people like I've tried to get people before who just think that they're worth a way of much more money than they are. Oh, um, but, but like, I mean, for most people, it's just a case of like the difficulty was is now that most people see at the beginning. There was another company who brought over like Brett, Sean, and then obviously Chris Brooker brought over Mick Foley before I started doing them. But because the big names came straight away, there's not really a, an appetite for like I'd love to do a tour with Sergeant Slaughter or something <laughs> like that. But it wouldn't draw because now it's just like it has to be a big name, has to be a big name. Has I don't to be know. Name. Is that true though? Because there is like, the, the, I think there would be people curious about some of these guys that 
are going to have some amazing stories about people, but maybe don't often pop up on podcasts. Aye, like obscure, like you know the way, like, um, would you call him Conrad? He's got like Jim Crockett and stuff like that. That kind of idea, I quite, yeah. quite like that. And I mean, we did, we did a story as a guy, like being able to talk about, you know, being being that guy who had to play that character who was like fucking hated at that time is one of the most fascinating stories. It's like, uh, maybe you wouldn't draw the same numbers, but um, but it would definitely be an interesting... But it's an, to, it's an inter- it. Has there been any ones you've avoided booting because you've went, they'll be a fucking nightmare? So somebody offered me Vince Russo once and I said, I would rather eat my own shit. Oh, why? 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 Because... Because so 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 for example, I, I I embrace failure that I've had right. So like we did a show with Sonny, worst thing we ever did. Forty five people in the classic grand, it was horrible. But you just make a laugh out of it. That was you know it was an experience. So it drew terribly. It was a terrible draw. Terrible draw because she we 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 booked her and then two weeks later and this is serious. I don't want to take the piss out of it, but like she said on social media that she had like cancer and she said right. she had some sort of like ovarian cancer and then people were saying she didn't so she was like posting photos of scans and it's like see me try to be like here's the original diva it's not the same thing but with russo the thing with him is he is not willing to accept any blame for anything if you go vince the sky is blue go no it's green and you can't have a conversation with that you can't do anything with that but then is that no i think that entertaining would be fascinating seeing somebody like challenge him I, th- I don't know I even think... necessarily. Maybe you don't even necessarily need to challenge somebody like Russo. It's like Grado says. The thing I find fascinating about Russo, and I'd love to have Russo come on this at some point, is because mm-hmm. I do. I do think there has been a concerted effort over the years to kind of diminish what Russo did, as well. I think it is fair to say that. For all we know, mm-hmm. there are, there were negative aspects to to decisions that Russo made and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, he, had, he, had he, had a, he can't couple. diminish the role he played, you know what I mean? And, and it's, he had an amazing couple of years. I think the problem is he then had so many bad years later on that that I, you know, Russo could make so much money if he was able to, if he was willing to open up like Bischoff is on his podcast. You know, Bischoff will talk about this was really good, this was really bad. I just don't know if me personally, as an interviewer, I think I would probably be quite bad at trying to get stuff out of Russo I think I would I would hear him say things I would know aren't true and then I wouldn't really know what to do with it because mm. um, the, the thing that was actually pitched to me was do you want to do the trial of Vince Russo and I was like I mean I would the idea sounds great but I just think what it would be in person would be wouldn't be very good so I could that's that was the one that the I tra- so would that be like bringing up everything that he was being accused of early years yeah, and you know and the stuff and, and then like Piper turning up in TNA and getting in his face and all and that he's and defending like, it all and all that kind aye. of stuff but I, th- I mean don't get me wrong see if hey, that, that sounds good Kenny I'm not even joking but, but it does <laughs> see if you guys want to do it I'll happily come <laughs> with that show oh, rab on stage with them and I'll, I'll go oh, but here's the way I look at it with Vince Russell right mm-hmm. if you look at Vince Russell as a TV guy Vince Russell was responsible for a couple of years, a few years of some of the best American telly that there was, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. And see, there's no many people that have done that. There's no yeah. many people that have done that. And some people only have, like, they, they, they create one show or they do one series or something, and it's great, and, and, and maybe everything else the day after it, Disney hit the same heights or Disney work or whatever, but they're still held up in the TV industry as a legend because they... You know, they caught that fucking, you know, that firefly in the bottle and they managed to do it for that yeah. period. And so I do think the weird thing in the wrestling industry is that his 
what he did has been diminished a wee bit. It's incomprehensible to me that a guy like a guy like Vince Russo shouldn't be, you know, you're not talking about him going into a WWE Hall of Fame or anything, but there should mm-hmm. be some kind of acknowledgement of the role that he played yeah, in no, that the, time. You're right. There's, he there's, makes there's it hard be. for himself, obviously, but you know, and I think that there's, I think he's a, a fascinating guy, he's an interesting guy, but and I, I, I don't know, I would love to watch something with him where he was more open about stuff. But I just don't think I'd be the right guy to do it. Like I think I know now what I'm quite quite good at doing interview wise, and right. I know I know the ones I'm not. But um, I mean, as if, I, I think that he did do. It's, I think for for wrestling fans, right or wrong, I think it's almost like you know, you 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 do Burniston, it's amazing. It's like if you did three great seasons of Burniston and then twenty terrible series of it afterwards, that like mm-hmm. would people still remember the three good ones after the twenty ones that were badly received? I think that's what how wrestling fans perceive it. That he's done the one thing for so many years, and it's never been what it was. But I think, in a sense, like definitely with something like Burniston, right? We did three series of Burniston, and it's quite well it's quite well remembered Burniston, right? Yeah. But people forget all the sketches that didn't work very well. When people forget <laughs> the kind of less good sketches, like people kind of go either. What happens is a repeat of Burniston happens on a telly, and an episode gets shown or something, and some people watch it and they're like, "This is shite." And it's because they're being reminded that there were also sketches in the show that didn't <laughs> work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I kind of feel that in wrestling, you don't that the people don't have that same way of contextualizing everything. So people don't people don't go, well, that period was fucking let's just remember that. I think sometimes in wrestling, wrestling fans are prone to kind of remember the low points. Yeah, the, the wrestle crap, you know what I mean? That's kind of what we gravitate towards a wee bit and steady and steady the high points. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean you 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 know Russo though, Gredo, don't you? You know I will so he was he he done a couple of tours for IPW UK and I think was it 2015? So I think he'd done three shots. So we done Germany together, then we done IPW, then we done somewhere else, and then that happened like three months in the row. It was pretty crazy. Like the promoter at the time brought him in for like a full angle. Like it wasn't he just turn up and you know, that was the match. We 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 done a build-up for a match between me and him. We done some sort of tag bout. He was a referee or something like that. And then it culminated to a, to, to a match between me and him. And it was crazy. Like, and, and he, but he loved it. He loved it. You could tell. Just when he came out to, when he, to wrestle me, you know, he got on his gear that he wore when he beat... Who did he beat for the title? I can't even remember. WCW? I think it was Booker T. Yeah. Was it Booker T, right? He I wore it. So. You know, this is the... This is the this is a shot that I wore and all this, and he loved it. He loved it's got, it. It's got to be hard for him because he, like you said, he has had... And so by the way, it's so happen. funny. See, just cut you off. It's funny, like, if you... Because always says that the funniest memory he has to... Or, sorry, say, us two together, us two together, backstage behind us a show, is just going up to uh, Vince Russo going, I'm the Bash of the Beach in 2000, <laughs> tell us. What the fuck happened there? And he would go, well, bash at the beach. This is what happened. And he would go, do, 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 do. And then you'd go, well, what happened with Piper at TNA? Was that no fucking embarrassing for you? And he would go, do, 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 do. And he just wanted to tell everybody. It was constant, always on. And it was, it's fucking brilliant. I loved it. I loved it. Um, interesting, by the way. You guys should get him on the podcast for sure. It's I just fa- it's fascinating. Let's bring him out, man. It's always fascinating to me when somebody involved in the creative side of a thing decides they want to put their cell out in front of the camera. That's always fascinating to me why they make that why well, they make that choice. And I think when wrestling it's very difficult. Very see because the draw of that when you're when you're in the back and you hear the crowd out there and all that you fucking mm. want to go out. 
Well, you know, when I, you know what when I, mean? I was in the WCPW in, in like 2016, 2017, and I was the interviewer or whatever, and they kept trying to be like, do you want to do wrestling and stuff? And I was like, I don't know how I don't know how to fall. I don't know how to do anything. It's just not my bag. Like, like it's fine. And then Cody was having a match with Joseph Connors, and Cody was like, will, will you do a thing during the match? I was like, what do you want me to do? And he was like, um, Connors will th- uh, fling you over the barrier and suplex you. And I was like, I mean, I have no idea how I'm going to take that. Like, I have no ability to do it. So eventually what they settled on was I could take a shove because at least I could sell a shove. <laughs> like if I can't sell a shove, Aye. what are you doing? And uh, so we did that. But it, even that small bit, I was like, I just don't want, because I always think about, I'm the guy who does the interviews. I just want to kind of stay there. I don't really mm. want to be, I think, I think I'd, I'd come across more like Michael Cole than Jim Ross. I mean, not like the beloved guy that, you know, no matter what you put him in, people are like, yes, I you like, Fucking Kenny thinks he's a big ticket now, doesn't he? <laughs> Although I did, the other week we put up a, an article on the website and it was the, the Rangers title belt thing. And I'd, I had nothing to do with it. The, the, belt, the belt article went up and then somebody had put, like, the inside the ropes page had put, here's, you know, Rangers have this belt from WWE. And somebody just wrote, there he is, Kenny McIntosh, that hun, finally getting his Fuck's finally sake. getting his point across to wrestling fans. Oh, what's it like? That's Scotland. <laughs> and I- I actually want to pull you up for something, Gredo, because I've not had a chance to pull you up for it. Aye. So you on a bit before COVID, you uh, went on Instagram and you were plugging mac and cheese for Little Soho and Jordan Hill, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And you said it was the best mac and cheese you'd ever had. So mm-hmm. me thinking you're a mac and cheese connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Eight night, off mm-hmm. we go. Little Soho, Jordan Hill, and we go in, and it was categorically the worst mac and cheese I've ever had in my life. Right. I'm sorry, mate. The, the, the deal with that was. It was, I was kind of, well, I would like to go back there to get my scoff, but basically I was with somebody, who was away again, do you remember that? Sam Cowan, I think right, it was. So, and he was like, put this up and say it's the best. But you know, we, we go in, right? we, we go in, and I'm, and I'm buzzing. It's all I'm work, thinking, isn't it? It's all, it's all work. work. And I'm thinking, Grado said it's great, here we go, so I sit down, right, and I don't But I loved that. That makes it sound like I didn't enjoy it at the time. I thought it was fucking amazing. But this is a but. But if if it wasn't nice when you were there, then I'm no sticking up for it because I have this. I have a thing called hashtag lazy macaroni, and what that means is your macaroni should always be fucking good. Never ever let the standards of a macaroni go down. So if I hear you and I I take your word for it, I don't like hearing that you didn't enjoy that macaroni. Their standards. You can't go wrong with a macaroni. You can't go wrong. Well, with no, and I need to interject here because I've got another. I've got a theory about macaroni cheese, right? Which is how people define a great macaroni cheese is fucking is one of the most. Everybody's got a different take on it. Some yeah. people like loads of cheese, like really, really thick with cheese and really salty. Some people like cheap cheese. That kind mm-hmm. of cheap cheese in their macaroni cheese, and I kind of tend towards that myself. A kind of cheap stodgy cheese and some people like a fancy cheese some type, some people like a creamier sauce it's a very difficult thing to recommend a macaroni cheese to somebody well do you know what this place did so they had this mac and cheese creamy sauce no cheese in the sauce whatsoever no. and then just a big clump of mozzarella on the top no chips as a side so what are you dipping nothing no. garlic bread was what they said the side was but it was like a bit of bread or a george foreman just plowed right. five pound and then mother half he said uh he said, maybe they're just going for an authentic, an authentic Italian experience. I said, well, the Tango fucking ice blast in the corner isn't giving me authentic Italian experience. <laughs> I don't, I mean, oh, man. Well, he, by the way, just, great sticky toffee pudding, I'll give them that. 
See, I, and do you know what the meatballs I had to start with were fucking a party in my mouth. The date, see the night, I uh, I made I made emergency macaroni the night because right. Stephanie actually kind of wee turn actually the night right she had to go to she had to uh, go and just see to herself right so <laughs> don't know why I'm laughing at this anyway so she was in the middle of making macaroni but she was making it with a roux but because she left it on the stove the roux was fucked so I right, says right, emergency right. macaroni time jump to the shops get f- this is a great recipe for quick macaroni right you mm-hmm, ready mm-hmm. double cream I've probably told this before right but it was really fantastic. Um, she had already boiled the pasta, so I just took the boiled pasta, shoved in the double cream, shoved in half orange orkney, half white orkney, a spinfa of mustard, smoked paprika, and just stir and stir and stir to the, to the night is long. And I swear to God, it's one of the best macaronis I've done in a, at least six months. You look forward to WrestleMania, Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, as long as... I'm coming out to Grados for macaroni for it. I think I'm done. But, uh, if you were a lid, what's your, what's your picks for the WrestleMania? What's the matches we should look out for? Um, I think Drew and uh, Bobby Lashley are going to open the show. And so they are. I feel like that's the way it's going to go. I have, I have this weird feeling. I don't know if I'm in, on my own here. I feel like Drew's going heel soon. Do you? Right. I don't, I'm not, maybe not at WrestleMania, but I feel like it's we're on the road to him turn at some point this year. But I think he'll get the moment at WrestleMania. Um, I have a feeling we're either going to see Becky Lynch or Ronda Rousey at the weekend. What about the what about Thingley as well? She's not been involved. Bailey, mm-hmm, Bailey. Is there something there? I think there's something up with that. No. She, I mean, she must be. She, surely to God, they, they had her doing press today, and she was talking about not being in the show. So I'm not putting her out there doing ah. press. No, or she's saying, I'm not on the show unless she's doing something. She was. Yeah. She was carrying the early part of that closed doors time. Bailey, oh, yeah. so she was the best. Know. She was uh, Bianca and Sasha. I think will be a great match. I want to Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Oh, see, see Sami Zayn dancing to Logan Paul's music. It just Aye. tremendous. Do, do you know a, what I wish? That, what I wish to happen, right? And I know it's um, defeats the purpose because there's obviously been wrestling all the way through this pandemic. Anyway, however, the I'd love it for the first match to be Drew and Lashley and for them to tie up and tease that first bump in front of a crowd do you know what I mean like fucking they look up they take a heed they go for the tackle and they budge and then they move out the road and then old school fucking hip toss man I reckon the place is going to go nuts to the point where they get a standing ovation yeah imagine being that imagine being that first like Drew having that you know how bad you feel for him last year exactly in that empty performance centre but he kills it and and he you know is champion for months and months and then he gets to be the first one out there in front of that crowd. That would be I mean, tremendous. That would be I saw, great. Oh yeah, I, and I, I, he's, he's got to win it, surely. If he, goes on la- if he goes on last on night one, though, it's night one, isn't it? The drone. Yeah, yeah, night one. If he goes on last on night one, Lesnar's turning up. Yeah. Is it, is it you know, the, the, the ladies' sure. matches one? Um, I don't know if it's main event. It's not said the main event. Yet. They've it's not said, said what all, but okay. it's planning. Where do you stand on the Fiend, Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, know, I know where you guys stand on the Fiend, but um, I liked him at the beginning... But I, f- I feel like the problem with The Fiend is I think at the beginning when he was the f- part Fiend and part Firefly Funhouse, it was like a fun movie TV thing, but it never really translates in a wrestling ring, which is the problem because that's where the end goal is supposed to be. And now he kind of looks a bit like, you know, a, a burnt Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. Has he, um, had a, has he had a good match since the Wyatt family and the Shield were doing nothing? I think he had one good match when he was a babyface with Roman Reigns for a night in like 2016. Oh, I can't remember that actually. But that's it. But I, I, I think there's more chance at WrestleMania of Kamala returning from the dead to have a match than Randy Orton and The Fiend having a good match. Makes sense. It's, it's impossible. 
I can't tell you. Before. I can't tell you how much I would fucking love Randy Orton to RKO the Fiend within about fucking two minutes and just pin the cunt. Just get it all done, me man. Just you know what I mean. I can't yeah. tell you how much I would love for all the bells and whistles and all the smokes and mirrors, and he just immediately RKO's him and pins him. I would love it. What was the moment that you went off the Fiend? Uh, or was there something that he did that he just because in theory you, you you as a creative guy would maybe love the idea that it's something different that's out of the box loved what it. was the moment that loved it at the start loved the music loved him coming out with his old head as a lantern a lot like I loved everything about it and then I was like oh god I, this guy's not great in the ring is he like I kind of just remembered I was like this guy really struggles to this guy and, and it was that keeping that fucking red light on at the start of the thing we through the matches. I was just like, "What are they thinking here? What are they? What are they doing?" Um, and I, ju- I just think I just, I just oye. I hate oye. I feel again. I feel with, uh, it's no fair what they've done to her either. I don't think dragging her into it. You know what I mean? Well, because she's um, now got the same problem. If she has a match as that character, it's ruined. It's just you can't you can't do it. When when she was in when Alexa Bliss in January, like, oh god, if she's in the Rumble for a long time. And she's wrestling people like how how's Asuka supposed to react to her? And then Asuka's scared of Alexa Bliss, and it's just it doesn't work. It's also just you need to be if you're going to be a character like that, you need to be how the Undertaker was. You need to be like turning up, taking care of business, and vanishing. You know what I mean? It has to be that. You can't be own raw every week, and you can't be you can't be that character nowadays um and work that way. It's just it's frustrating. It's it's frustrating to watch, and I kind of feel like that guy has to stay. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. How, how do you fix it? I'd, I mean, maybe, maybe you just make him Husky Harris again. I've always I've said that. Go back to the start. I'd love to roll Husky Harris. Do you the problem is, the guy, the guy is cost with being too talented at that kind of character work. The guy is cost because they've seen, we've got somebody here who can do, when he was doing the promos as, as Bray Wyatt and stuff, it was like something really, comp- even though he was talking a lot of shit, it was kind of compelling watching him do it. And when he does the Firefly Funhouse and all that, he's great at doing that stuff. So it's because he's so good at that stuff, they're like... But you know, one of, the pro- one of the problems with him is that it's happened twice to him. When he was kind of had his run in 2014, they didn't really want to put him over Cena properly. They kind of had it half and half. And then he's facing Undertaker and he does the whole build and then he loses like that. Mm-hmm. And then again, he comes back in 2019 and he's the fiend that it's amazing. And then he loses to Goldberg in that just, you know, really wet way that just kind of felt like. And know, also, gonna... you asked me earlier, when did I go off him, right? And genuinely, genuinely, when I saw him sandbagging Goldberg in that match, <laughs> I kind of thought to myself, and he totally was. There's no doubt about it. I was watching it. I was going, he's he's fucking getting Goldberg nothing here. Mm. Uh, and I just kind of thought, I don't like that. Well, I don't like was, that. He was one of the ones where when, when Goldberg came back and beat Brock right away, he was, was it Brock he beat right away? Wasn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, he was one of the ones that stood up backstage and went, fuck this. Who's he? What's this guy done? So he was never, ever. Wow. But this is, I mean, Brock sold like a fucking... <clears throat> You know, like a motherfucker as well. Is Brock's oh, you know no what I mean? Fucking, Brock's no daft. And yeah, Brock's a pro. Brock's no daft. That's that's a t-shirt. Brock's no daft. <laughs> you've, you've you've made another one. Okay, Nate, we've went so long because oh, it's mate, been fascinating to talk to you. It was good to talk Thank to somebody. So refreshing to talk to somebody knowledgeable really, uh, on the show. So new oh, almanac. Right, plug you need to plug wrestling man. almanac. We've got. We decided to do a wrestling almanac because. What's an almanac? So it's like remember you used to get the weird books from the Evening Times for football. 
And we can't even say because uh, Gredo's not seen Back to the Future, so we can't even talk about uh, Biff getting the almanac in there. Uh, you're my spirit animal I mean yeah I mean so we decided to do one it's really fun lots of facts and figures and stuff if you're a geek about wrestling and then obviously the magazine Inside the Ropes magazine Hulk's on the cover look at that photo by the way your your magazine is good I don't know whether you state in purpose but the fact that it is Based on Power Slam, I love it. That's because oh, yeah. that's 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 it's wrestling magazines. That's a wrestling magazine to me. And I did. I remember you'd said something once. I just wanted to address it because I know you'd said one of you had said you know there's not a lot of British stuff in it at some point last year. And the problem that we had when we started the magazine was everything had kind of stopped. And then also you know speaking out had happened, but then it'd been Aye. too far after it to cover it, and it felt just kind of what do you do? Never thought um, of that, mate. I never thought so of that. You're right. It's, it's it's just one of those things. But I think once everything picks back up again then we can start including stuff again. Mainly the British wrestlers don't have good enough bodies for a magazine. <laughs> I want to see, if I'm opening a wrestling magazine, I want to see some bodies in there, do you know what I mean? Well, you, 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 what, you, see, yeah, you want to see big, muscly lads. Exactly. That's, That's the reason I do a magazine. I feel I want for a wrestling magazine. You're not going to see some <laughs> skinny boys. Um, I mean? yeah, I, I'm with you. But yeah, um, if people are interested, insidetheropesmagazine.com is where they can get it. Beautiful. Um, We've got a WrestleMania issue coming out next month, and we've kind of got the font like the old school WrestleMania logo. Nice. Oh, and then we That's spoke good. to. Hope you don't get sued, man. No. <laughs> pa- parody, parody. <laughs> uh, we spoke to Lanny. We spoke to Lanny Poffo about uh, Macho Man's WrestleMania career. So nice. we're, like six pages talking to him about like all Savage's matches and stuff. And... Is Comet still right? Is, is, is he, did he just plug? It was FSM. It was FSM. No, did not he badges up? You're right. I'm sure he. We did an interview with him. Right, is that what you done? Right, 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 aye. Because I remember he was like, right, he kind of backed it right at the start. I thought, well, if there's anybody that's going to, you know, plug out who was going to be any wrestling magazines, it's going to be Jim Cornette. You know what I mean? He's old school. That's the way he found out about it and back then, in the day. Yeah, and then we've got, we've got some uh, some good news coming as well for people who want to pick it up in the UK. Can't quite say what it is, but. Ah, John Does Menzies. everybody in the UK get a free one? Is that what the news is? I would love to offer that, Rab. If you want to foot the bill, <laughs> all your bonus the money, we will give people a free copy. Courtesy of Wrestling Daft. <laughs> Send all your addresses to John. He'll post them out himself. Beautiful. Beautiful. Free vaccine for every hundredth copy. Give it back at me. Beautiful. Um, so, aye, so everybody, check all that stuff out and keep an eye on everything that Kenny's doing because he's always he's always providing good stuff for the wrestling fans in this country, for sure. Thanks, oh, to, you, thanks to you guys as well, by the way, because for me, the, the best time of being a Scottish wrestling fan was between about 2012 and 2015, when you would see everybody with the t-shirts on in town and you go to all the big shows and stuff like that and listening to you guys, it kind of takes you back. Oh, that's to nice, that, mate. To that. Nice, so, man. That's nice. Thanks for it. Cool, no worries, man. Right, thanks for coming on, Kenny. Right. By the way, I really, really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. Speak soon, man. Right. See you later. Touch Kenny. Right. See you later. Follow me again on Twitter. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) You want to get yourself sorted for mania? Let me tell you. Get yourself rigged out in wrestling daft merch. Here are the designs. The mark is here. Uh, with a pick of the wrestling daft belt, you've got wrestling's kid on, and the immortal quote from a mouthful called Hogan: <laughs> "Good night, Hulkamaniacs and Jabberwocky Marks without a life. They don't know how to work. When you work a work yourself into a shoot marks. So t shirt you can get that there. Plus, you've got Amma Tick and Dumpy, Chips, Cheese and Donna, and Margaret Erifiend. No only that. More, eh? we need to get some more in there. I think there's a few catchphrases come over the last couple of months. Maybe uh, hurt, hurted my chest. I think like, <laughs> that's like, a good band. Do you need royalties, but <laughs> oh, eh, are, are you kidding me? Would be quite good uh, as well. Okay. Any more? 
I can't think anymore. Right, you got anything? Look at that. We, we, we've got hoodies, face masks, phone covers, trucker caps, bum bags, and aprons at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk slash wrestling daft. So check out the range. I'll check out the links on the Facebook page or on Twitter. It's at wrestling daft. You just made the list! It's a bit like a shopping list, and it's about wrestling, and we rank stuff. So it's nothing like a shopping list, it's the list of wrestling daft. You can vote for what you want us to talk about, remember, on this list at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. It's WrestleMania week, so we had to do best WrestleManias against worst WrestleManias. And with 83%, it was the best that won. Am right. I not allowed to say WrestleMania 17? No. You can't see because that's. Too I think it, that's the knowing the world over that that's the best one. Then is that the crack? Yeah, that's too obvious. Everybody always says seventeen, so try and do it without mentioning seventeen. Your top three. Right. Guys. Okay. Okay. Without mentioning WrestleMania seventeen. Can you give a horn here? What's your favorite? Tell me your favorites first right. before I. So I'm trying to decide right, between two here and. and right, right, obviously, positions. I can. Obviously, I loved. Right, WrestleMania seventeen. Right, I fucking loved that. But do you know what I loved? And it? it was just I was talking to John Affair. Right. What was it, WrestleMania? Was it WrestleMania 31? I quite liked that. Um, in fact, you know what? I'm... 31 was uh, Seth Rollins cashing. Right, that was cool. But the best thing about that for me, in terms of WrestleMania moments, I just remember that sitting watching with the boys and watching Triple H and Sting and thinking, wow, man, Triple H and Sting, this is cool. Triple H and Sting. And then I... the NW music comes on and then it's like fucking... Was it NW that came out first? I, I think so. DX came out first and then NWO, wasn't it? Is that what it was? I think it was. Uh, I know. I'm sure. Maybe you're right. Whatever it was, right? Say it was. Say it was DX that came out first, and I remember, right? Obviously, because I watched it with Norm and Sha, and Sha, and it's funny because look, me and Sha have all got the same favourites for back in the day, right? You know, for the the the, the attitude there and that. Whether whereas Norm's favourite is like Eddie Guerrero. You know, Eddie Guerrero being the champ and Chavo aye, aye. and Edge and all that, right? That's his kind of scene. And I remember when DX came out and we're all going, wait, wait, wait. And I'm going, NWO's coming up next. I can see it. And I'm going, shut up. Northern, no. Shut up. You don't know. The and I was like, ah, don't let me ask. <laughs> 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 Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. It's such a mark, man. You fucking. I mean, I feel stupid after talking on that. Why? Don't feel stupid. Right, so I'm not allowed to say WrestleMania 17, right? So I've got to say, in number three, (laughs) I think it has got to be. I think it's going to be WrestleMania 20. Nah. I think it's going to be WrestleMania 20 because the, the, the nothing, the ending of WrestleMania 20, obviously, phew, listen, I loved Eddie Guerrero, you know, I loved Eddie Guerrero and the WrestleMania, WrestleMania 20, 20 ending was just emotional, very emotional, very beautiful ending. Uh, and I think people forget also about how great that main event was in WrestleMania 20. People don't like to talk about how great that main event was, but that was a great main event. Uh, well, you had Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle on that card as well, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Which is one of the greatest matches. Yeah. One of the greatest WrestleMania matches ever uh, in that match. And you also had, right, which I, which is just one of the most entertaining things I've ever watched at WrestleMania, Lesnar and Goldberg. Oh, mate, love it. I love getting back to watch that. Lesnar and Goldberg is in that. 
Jericho was on that card as well. We've just looked that up. It was Christian Jericho. Christian Jericho, yeah. A brilliant match. There was a Rotten Salt connection in the. I against evolution. Yeah, uh, I, you're right. Yeah, but it's the one. It's the one. Cena was fucking flinging big show about as wow, well. That what an opener. That was one of the best WrestleMania openers. That was when we won his first title. So Ultimo uh, Dragon phone in his hair. So now I remember that. Aye. So I'm going to say WrestleMania 20, right? Um, and then I think boys, I have to go for in my number two spot. I'm going to have to go for WrestleMania four. Because when I was a wee guy, it's not one of the most popular WrestleManias at all. But when I was a wee guy, see that tournament for the title was one of the most exciting things I'd ever seen. Right? When I was a wee guy and I watched that in video, WrestleMania 4, um, it was one of the most exciting things, seeing that tournament. And I was, uh, you know, I liked, I liked Macho Man. Uh, and so it's just just the tournament structure of that. Was I remember when I was a wee guy, I would talk about that all the time. Hey, WrestleMania 4 was a tournament. For, for the for the champion, and now that I'm older, I don't even really like tournaments. But when it was I was a double wee VHS, guy, wasn't it? I remember it was four hours long. It was like the double mm-hmm. VHS because you went to the video shop and you there was WrestleMania one, two, three, and then WrestleMania four was the double VHS bad boy. Do you have to uh, pay extra? I can't remember. No, you didn't have to pay extra for oh. it. You didn't have to pay extra for it. But uh, I really, really like that one. That's mad. Uh, and then I have to say my number one is probably going to have to be. It's going to have to be WrestleMania 14, I think, ultimately. Yeah. 14? Who is 14? Tyson and Austin ah, and Michaels and... Because that was the one that... I was a I was a WCW guy. I was a Nitro guy, right? And then WrestleMania 14 was kind of just... That was the moment where I was like, man, I'm fucking... I'm a Stone Cold fan. Like, I am all in on this. You know what I mean? It just felt like... And 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 it's it's the WrestleMania that felt like the mace to me. Like this is the industry changing in a, in a massive way. It's like the the war is on now, man. This is like this is some serious business. It's and sort of you, like that end of, end of Shawn Michaels aye. for years. He's on top with Brett, Sid, Taker, and then it just goes. Whoosh. And he, you know, and he's the ultimate kind of wee pretty boy, Wido, mm-hmm. and just just seeing that happen. Uh, and again, it's one of the ones where it's you know it's no the it's no the best WrestleMania matches wise at all. That's not what I'm saying. I'm kind of going here for you know for just ones that made a had a big impact on me. That's what I'm saying. Like the tournament of WrestleMania four, and then the meaning of WrestleMania fourteen. Because I'm struggling even to remember that many of the other matches for WrestleMania. I'm looking 14. at the card just now, some fucking terrible matches on it. Uh, Aye, Mark, it's no Mark, Mark Miro and Sable defeat the artist <clears throat> formerly known as Goldust and Luna Luna. Oh, hold on. Oh, don't! I was a big fan of that artist, formerly known as Gold Dust stuff. You know what I mean? I, I thought that was that was good stuff. But of course, we know that the number one is actually WrestleMania 17. So this isn't right. fair. You've not allowed me to choose the fucking best one. But sorry. Um, that also... 19. What about 19? 17. 19 is widely regarded as the next best one. Aye, do you know what? WrestleMania 19. That's your Hogan and Vince. That's your Lesnar and Angle. That's your Michaels and Jericho. Um, oh, it's great. Aye. That's a great shout. You've also got to, just for the fucking Undertaker and uh, Taker match, you've got to go for WrestleMania 20. What was the one at the HUD with the white ropes? 2009. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm rubbish. 26. No. Right. 
25, resume 25, resume 25. You've also got to take a wee nod. I liked WrestleMania 30 starting off with the Rock I, and Stone Cold and, and Hogan and all that. I, I loved that. WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan yeah. in the first match and then yeah. in the main event was a and you've, and you've also got the t- you've got the Taker Lesnar outcome. Yes. You've got that and all. Yeah. But also a wee and, and this might sound horrific, but a, a special one to me is WrestleMania 2000. Now, I know it went down as a big fucking letdown. However, I, no man, I, that, that was the first one I stayed up late to watch. Austin was coming back at the end, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ice Cube sang Godfather in the ring. I loved all that. <laughs> TLC one or the, the ladder match. I loved that. And it was also the first night that I ever tried a packet of mint munchies. Were they mint? What were they called back in the day? Mentola. Mentola. They were called back in the day. I mean, that's worth uh, remembering. Because <laughs> that is special. But there, I mean, there's no doubt, I would say the WrestleManias recently, and the match quality wise, have been way better. And, and you know, I loved, I loved the WrestleMania, uh, Rousey, and there with Triple H. And all that. There's too much to choose for. There's too much to choose for. But so that's why I decided I'm going to go with just what jumps out in my memory is like the big moments. And I love when I was a wee guy, so excited about that tournament that they could do something like that at WrestleMania. And, um, you know, and without a doubt, just Austin and Tyson and just how exciting that time was and how big it was and how cool that time was. You know what I mean? It was just, it just felt so amazing. Anyway, let's see what the punters uh, are hitting out with. Daniel says he can't split between five and six for his favourite manias. He loved the long-term story, the mega powers exploding and the rise of the ultimate warrior. It's prime Hulkamania as a seven-year-old, but he wanted Savage and Warrior to win. I wanted a wee shout out here as well for WrestleMania 7 because I remember the, the Slaughter and Hogan stuff when I was a wee yeah. guy and the flamethrower and all that. Exciting. That's the first one I really remember was everyone talking in the, uh, the playground about slaughter, uh, slaughter and Hogan with all, everything that went on with that. Aye, aye. Chris says Fave Mania is 19. Angle Lesnar was a great main event. Uh, Les- Lesnar shooting star press aside. Uh, Austin's last match going out and he's back to The Rock. Triple H's burial of Booker T, talking point for years. And Hogan versus Vince was a spectacle. The documentary about it was incredible too. Andrew's favourite is WrestleMania 6. First one he remembers, and he was hooked on the Ultimate Warrior. Some great storytelling back in the day, and he loves 19 as well. Uh, and he said last year's was great in the circumstances. I agree with that as well. Last year's was a good one. This year's going to struggle to top that. Rico says, might just be the nostalgia talking, but I always enjoyed 18. I got the DVD with my pocket money about a month after the event happened as we didn't have Sky, and my brother's pal forgot to set the VCR to tape it for his own tonight. The card wasn't great, but RVD versus Regal, Undertaker versus Flair, and Rock versus Hogan were all fun to watch. Uh, Rock Hogan is just dynamite. Dean says, no going to say for a second that it's the best, but I have a real soft spot for 24. After not watching this year's, it was my first Mania back. After not watching for years, sorry, this is my first Mania back. JBL and Finlay was great fun. Memorable spots. Money in the Bank was brand new to me and was my first exposure to CM Punk. Flair and HBK was perfect. Take on the edge to close was a great main event style match full of run-ins and bullshit. And Stephen has always had a soft spot for WrestleMania 21 because it had Cena and Batista both becoming champs. A show-stealing classic between Angle and Michaels and a great opener between Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. That's a great match. That's and the good. first ever Money in the Bank ladder match. And Stephen says, WrestleMania 22, Edge versus Foley, no holds barred. And Rey Mysterio winning the world title for the first time. Which, you should, never, which you should never take because he's too wee. Right. <laughs> uh, Jan Kurek says, WrestleMania 14. First one, but he's in Money on VHS. Triple H versus own LOD 2000 debuting with Sonny. Rocky deep in the nation of domination. Tag team dumpster match, first match of Kane and Undertaker. The start of one of wrestling's most underrated feuds, Kane and Pete Rose. Then, then the match that really hooked him into wrestling. Michaels versus Austin with Iron Mike enforcing 
Yeah, it was a great nice WrestleMania. One. Nice one, John. And listen, even though matches weren't great and all that, it was exciting seeing LOD 2000 walking out with Sonny and stuff like that. It was like, it just felt like stuff was going on there. Yep. Uh, Buster A. Murdoch says, always thought Mania 31 gets overlooked. It was a great show. That was a great show. It was a great show. Stunning outdoor venue with greatest ever RKO, without a shadow of a doubt. Rusev's tank, 100%. Ronda's debut with The Rock, aye. Intercontinental ladder match and a brilliant twist in the main event. Here. That's a great shout, by the way, WrestleMania 31. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. yeah. Why did Nanias say that? I did say that. Why did Nanias shout out WrestleMania 31? <laughs> Giza Gobble de Gooker says, everybody always says 17, but I love 19. Jericho Michaels, Austin Rock, Timeless, Brock trying to kill himself. Hogan McMahon was perfect. Vince's Crimson Mask and a Piper running. Venue as well was so different. Venue's Thanks. important. Venue's important. Just a great show. There we go. That's your WrestleMania. And it's this weekend. I am so excited. Uh, we're going we're going WrestleMania Daft on Patreon, by the way. Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. This week you can get bonus episodes with ranking our favorite WrestleMania matches. Oh no, hold on. This oh, week. Yeah, no, right. no. We are going WrestleMania Daft on patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. This week you can get bonus episodes with us. Uh, you've got the marks doing a WrestleMania preview. There's a big wrestling quiz along with a watch along for the first night on Saturday, and we'll be providing a wee bit of review content as well. So, how do you get all this? Simply sign up as an IC champion above the cost of $10 a month, and you get that extra content. You're supporting the boys, the boys being us boys here, and the other boys on our and the Marks one as well. A load of boys. There's too many boys, actually. Why is there no woman? How do you get all this? Sign up. Are <laughs> you laughing at I've said that already. You'll also get the video version of this show. You can see our beautiful faces and loads more content as we have, we hear this, hundreds, no tens, no fifteens, hundreds of exclusive posts up there already. So if you fancy that and becoming one of your patrons, sign up now at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft as we would love to welcome you to the roster. Now it's time for the Wrestling Daft Road story. You send us your story and we act them out as if we were wrestlers on the way back for a show. That's how it works. So let's jump in the car. Me and Grado are in the way back for you. Yeah, so Grado, eh? Yeah, he took a bit of a beat in the night, eh? About eight. I thought you only you were saying you were only gonna let you only gonna do any bumping the night. Ugh, Turns up and says to the promoter, I'm no bumping. And then it comes to the match and you're bumping over a shot, what happened? Yeah. I take a wee notion for it, Bab, to be honest with you. Sometimes you need to get the blood rushing through you, didn't you? Need to get you didn't do much tonight, did you? Nah, I had an easy night. I was just tagging. I was tagging with uh, Tamina Snooker tonight. <laughs> just me and Tamina. She did most of the work, you know what I mean? She's a brought together, mate. Uh, do you know what I'm up on Sunday? What? Do you know what I'm up on Sunday, allegedly? Oh, I don't think that's true. No, is it not true? All right, cut that bit out, Andrew. So, let me tell you something, right? I told this to Tamina earlier, right? Back in the day, when we were still at school. <laughs> and that seems like all our stories are about our school days, right? But back in the day when we were still at school, me and my two pals, Sean and Jordan. Right? No Jordan there. No Katie Price. No. It's a boy called Jordan. Used to enjoy having sleepovers. It's a pity it wasn't Katie Price. You <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm saying, boys? I'm fucking saying, No, I'm Price. saying, boys. No, I'm saying, I'm mate. saying, all my wrestling, that. Eh... Uh, we, we watch old WrestleManias or just old events in general, you know what I mean? Just we would watch old events, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know, like some of the, the Nuremberg Rally or something. 
part of the ritual beforehand, right, was uh, an outing to the world famous, uh, world renowned, I don't know if you've heard of this, the China Buffet King. This establishment in Glasgow city centre. There's a kind of Chinese buffet concern. We then uh, detour past Asda for mere munchies, yeah, not a road to stick that event on. We like to watch an event, you know what I mean? So this particular time we're at my ma's and we're watching an event. It's maybe two in the morning. We have a bright idea that we should sneak out, right? Today the backs. Aye. Now for those of you that don't know, right? I know some snoppy bastards listening to this programme, right? So for those of you that don't know, right, day in the back's a sport mainly played by young boys where you just get in somebody's back garden and go for garden to garden out of fences and that right class that's how we entertained ourselves before it was playstation stuff we've ended up in back gardens near my mate Sean's house and we're climbing up this big fence right and Jordan's made it over right okay price it's a boy called Jordan made it over Sean's going next but he stops halfway and he looks at me with a look I will never forget it's burned into my memory this look and he goes mate I need a fucking shite, <laughs> And I laugh, right, to which he replies, no, mate, seriously, I really need. So I pointed to the corner of the garden we're in, right, and I said, go there. And to my surprise, he jumps down and he races to the corner and he pulls his scans down and lets rip. You could hear the sheer velocity, velocity of this thing, mate, it was something to behold. Jordan jumps back over the fence at this point, right? No Katie Price, right? It's boy called Jordan. Jumps back over the fence, and we are absolutely pushing ourselves in disbelief. We can't believe what he's just done, right? He finishes up, and we wonder, how's he going to wipe his arse, right? And he proceeds to crab walk, trousers <laughs> from the ankles, <laughs> out of this back garden, right? Crab walks right down onto the street, right? Up the street a bit, and crab walks right into his mom's house. <laughs> Absolutely tremendous. I still wonder what the people thought when they looked in their back garden to see a definite human shite lying there. I'm always stopping to get a wee bit of food them and I'm right I'm in the mood for a I'm right in the mood for a a burrito after that. So that story came for Big Chris. Thanks, Big Chris, for that story. Cheers, Big Chris. At least it was not come involved. I don't know if the Kumban is up. Is the Kumban up? The Kumban oh, is up. And uh, thanks very much for everyone sending their stories. We've got loads. We'll promise we'll get through them in the next couple of weeks because there's loads fun in. But keep them coming. Keep them coming. And by the way, the Kumban being up doesn't mean we want the fucking cover as we have a wee come. For <laughs> <laughs> right, well, uh, that's everything. For this episode of Wrestling Daft, we need to choose a listener of the week. Who was who was the person that shouted out WrestleMania 31? Because that, the, they should get recognised for that, because none of us had thought of WrestleMania I 31. To him then. I would imagine they've done well. Eh? Um, so who was that? Who said about WrestleMania 31? Buster A. Murdoch. Buster A. Murdoch, you are the listener of the week. Uh, it's been a great show. It's been great to be back on the show now that I'm half vaccinated. Grado, before you go, what are you looking forward to for WrestleMania? The eagle. I love the eagle. There's always an eagle to start. There's always a big flapping about floppity floppity big American flag. Does it give you a right boost when you oh, see that eagle? Oh, it gives me an offer boost. 
Uh, so if you want more content, get us on the Patreon, get our merch, do all this stuff, show support for the boys. We're about for a long haul. We'll watch WrestleMania and we'll talk about it next week. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Gradle, I'll be road now. It's just so yeah. 11, uh, 11, 11. Uh, uh. Walter. Audio Frontier.